Hello and welcome to the first episode of Living in Ignorance, the show where your host, me, Alex Davino, tries to break out of his ignorance by talking to other people about their hobbies, uh, interests, lifestyle, uh, skills, or businesses. But before we get started, I just want to say why this show was created. Uh, so as some of you may know, I do a show called What's the Thesis? And in that show, me and my friend Caleb generally talk about our lives, what's going on in them, basically like anything that we want to talk about in that uh, general day. Um, this show, but as I was started doing that, as I started doing that show, I kind of realized in myself that I don't know as much as I want to know, and I always want to keep learning. So this show is about really for me and for the audience to learn um, about other people, about what drives other people, about what interests other people. And it's an effort to get through my ignorance as well as the ignorance of everyone listening. Um, with that being said, I this is the first show. So, uh, and my first guest is Peter. Say hi, Peter. Hey, what's up? Peter's into urban exploring. Uh, I know Peter from a college and uh, we met and we started talking and then we started kind of doing a lot of this urban exploring that he's into. Um, so if you, uh, what, like for, to give a little background, like what is urban exploring, Peter? Uh, basically, urban exploring is any, any place that interests you or any place that is a mystery to you you can go you go and explore but usually there's a lot of uh problems like where you're going is trespass like you can't trespass or there's a lot of places that uh, are hard to get to by just walking in so a lot of these places are close to the public and uh it adds a little bit more mystery to the place that you're going because you usually don't see these places every day so uh yeah it's just it's basically a lot of places that are that you go exploring uh you shouldn't be there but that's in the eyes of the people who own it and who are there so we're we go in and you you get to explore and archive and share your discoveries it's pretty awesome so how do you how did like because i've done i've done a a couple instances of this uh this stuff with you and uh basically uh what i did with you is we w went to in, went to go uh into like a water drain um and like how do you how do how do you even become how do you like are you, were you just curious as like a young uh like a kid and then you started like exploring the city or like um did you meet someone in your life that like changed uh, you and kind of brought you to urban exploring or? Um, I would say I've always been adventurous. Um, I've been to trains a lot. And for if you're going to train watch or do something like that, you're usually going beside the tracks or you're going to a place not generally illegal. Uh, some places can be, but places that uh 
you need to get your shot and you need to you, you want to get a good shot or whatever see the train and i'd been doing that since a young age and just living in uh urban cities and trying to find uh cool places that people don't usually get to see every day and that's what interests me i like having i like going to a place where i can see uh, a different a different shot but uh in the last in the last two years, I've I've been able to find incredible places that uh, I wouldn't I don't necessarily think I would have seen by just driving and uh, passing by on my own. So it gives it gives me uh, that depth as well. But going back to your question, uh, I think that it, it I have like when I when I was growing up, my friends a lot uh, did it too. So that kind of influenced me uh, a lot, and just by uh, seeing uh, seeing stuff on the news about oh urban explorers caught here or uh, whatever, and seeing all these abandoned places, I started to look into it more, and uh, going on forums and reading people's books, uh, and that that really got me into it. I got into it more around university, and that's just having more personal time and freedom and a lot with the pandemic too a lot of places are are closed so and there's no one there there's no security uh so it's kind of like you're just you're you're just in your own space and it's nice and it's relaxing i want to uh i want to touch on like because like you you kind of opened my eyes to a lot of this like Cause we, we would go to like places that like I could never dream of going before. Like I, I didn't even know these places exist, you know? And I like, I feel like a lot of, uh, like what you said, like you would be driving in your car and you would see all these places as you're going by, but like, you're not like, um, like you're just going by them. You're not actually like taking them in and stuff. They don't and mean they're... anything to you because you don't you don't know what's behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And by doing all this stuff, at least the the few times that I did, like the, um, like when we went to that big ravine and then uh, like I almost died, or uh, when we went training, <laughs> like it's, it's just like uh like a different <laughs> different aspect to like urban areas that is really interesting to like go in like experience I feel. yeah and a lot of the a lot of places are designed to be hidden and to not take your eye and attract you to them right because no one no one wants you going in a drain right because every everyone assumes it's dangerous and all that but uh with the right steps it's very very doable and very very safe so yeah it's it's it it's really nice when you find a place that you can you know no one goes to and you can you can see this whole like you said a whole other aspect and everyone walking by when you're just when you're just out, outside they don't even know what's going on they they they're totally living in ignorance <laughs> yeah, uh, trademark yeah of the of the whole uh of the, of the whole place and it, it's it's very interesting to me that part that aspect uh so like like going back to like uh you said you read people's books and like like who like who out of your friends and like who out of your like 
the colleagues in this like field basically who like it like what books did you read and like like what could bring other people to start taking this stuff up you know well the if you want to get into urban exploring and it doesn't matter wherever you are um uh uer.com urban explorers resource is one of the best places that's where everyone uh comes to me it was started uh a long time ago before snapchat before instagram before everything when the i i believe it was started in the like 2000 to 1999 right when the internet was coming out so it's a very old form and a lot of the people on the site are totally knowledgeable even more knowledgeable than me in the in the field uh i i think that they uh the the people that are on there uh everyone's different and everyone has their own style of what they like to go explore or whether that's utility drain abandoned buildings uh any 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 place like that but it's it's interesting for all to come together so if you want to go and get into it and that that's a that's a perfect perfect site and that's what i did that's why i just started reading reading up on locations and going to just see for myself not somewhere that was necessarily dangerous at first, but just to get into it, you know. What about like uh, like the books you've read and stuff? Like, is there any like specific guys that you like look up to in the in the field? Uh, yes. So uh, there was an urban explorer, Angelisus, um, who was one of. Um, Sorry, say his name again. I, you uh, kind of mumbled it there. Sorry. Uh, Ninjalicious. Ninjalicious. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, he unfortunately passed away, uh, due to cancer, but before, before he did that, uh, before that happened, he, he did write a book and a lot of the basic fundamentals of urban exploring and, uh, everything you need to know and his stories and the, the, the do's and the don'ts are all in that book. And it's fantastic. Um, I, I, damn I forget I forget the uh the name it's I think it's I believe it's access all areas but his page is still uh his page is still online and his account is still uh on the urban explorers resource so every everything that he has is there and it's a it's a great learning aspect for me like I I the seeing uh where they go and how they do it is very interesting to me because you can't just go into one of these places and walk in like you own it right there's a lot of things that go into um like scouting a place knowing if there's cameras knowing if there's security knowing if there's motion sensors those dreaded motion sensors i freaking hate <laughs> but like uh you're, you're basically james bond here yeah knowing when to when to go like is it better to go at noon is it better to go at, at dusk um sometimes it's better to go to a place in the morning because at night if you get caught, the charge is more at night than it is at trespassing in the daytime, right? So mm-hmm. if it's a lot riskier, maybe you go in the daytime. Maybe you don't. Like it's a it's a lot of that. But I don't know. I don't ever go into it, like not being naive, but thinking I'm gonna get caught. I'm there because I like it, right? I, uh, I always keep in the back of my head like, what if? But the steps I take, like before I even go to a place. I'm putting it in so that when I'm there, I know what to do at what time. And 
if I, to the best of the information that I have, because obviously things change over time and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I just looked into that Ninjalicious book. Uh, it's called All Access Access All Areas yeah, by. All areas. You know, it's it's crazy that the book is actually by Ninjalicious. It's not by like. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not by an actual like person's name. It's just his, his username. Yeah. It's pretty funny than me. That's how that's how much of a of well that's how much he's well known, right? And a lot of the people you find in here are. Uh, uh, not using their real names or not doing anything like that. Um, but I, I kind of like that aspect. Keep it mysterious, you know? No one has to know anything. So when you're like, uh, when when you're scoping this, these places out, um, like if there's motion sensors, how do you get around motion sensors is what I'm saying? See, that's, uh, that's when you got to, just improvise like or you don't you it it depends like if it's in a if it's in a house you try to find another way in or you try to uh go around or you hope uh, or another good way is to see if the building has power the building doesn't have power there's a good chance is sometimes your motion sensors won't be that unless they're um unless they're hardwired in and you can tell you know because you could go into places like that um that are big industrial sites that probably already had motion sensors beforehand. And you don't know if those are from security or not, but it's a, um, a lot of watching out, but I try to, uh, best to avoid them for the most part. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to take that risk. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I can like, I can imagine like kind of a, like I'm surprised there hasn't been any like movies about this kind of stuff. Cause I can really imagine like, remember that movie with the, uh, I think it was James Franco where he's like caught in a, like he, his arm is caught in a um, in a boulder or something, and then he has to like get out, and he has to like bite his arm off or something. I never watched the movie. I think it's called like 127 Hours. Um, I'm surprised no one's ever like did, done a movie about this stuff because it's like like I like I can imagine some places that you go to are like pretty dangerous, you know? Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot of famous places around the world, like. That could could easily be made like uh, a good example. Of, like one of, the, man, I would I'd be so privileged to go to the Paris catacombs, and uh, the city of Paris. Like so much urban exploration could be done, and I could see that being turned into a movie easily. Yeah, that's like uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm imagining like a Assassin's Creed, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going in the tunnels and everything. Yeah, yeah. you gotta learn parkour. <laughs> yeah. I know you gotta you gotta have your whole setup. When you go into like sewers and stuff, do you do you bring any like uh, like what do you bring with you? Like do you have to like bring like a like a crap like it's sound like you sound like like it's so crazy. I'm saying like so much, but you sound like a freaking like uh, like Batman, you know? Like yeah, yeah, like areas, I have my little tool belt and, and like, everything. You need like a like a tool belt. Like do you have like a grappling hook? Like do you have to? Are there any like dangerous falls and stuff? Yeah, well, um. I'm not going to reveal any like names or the cities or the places I go because reasons, but uh, don't reveal too much about that. But the places I go to are either mapped out, archived online through cities that um, have it available or old drawing plans. So you, you really got to dig through if you're for sewers for me. Like a lot, a lot of people um, 
we'll see like an outfall or an infall, uh, which is where the water starts to go in or where the water starts to come out. So, and they'll just go in. But I, I like being very cautious in the sense, like I don't, I plan for nothing to go wrong, like I said before. So I'll look into it and then I'll go, I'll go scout out the place and see what I need. Right. And it, it changes whether uh, it's sewer or it's um, storm or it's um, creek water. I know a lot of, a lot of places, like a lot of cities there, um, because of the places being so urbanized, you get a lot of reconstruction and they're, they're trying to uh, obviously minimize you going in there. So you gotta, you gotta be smart on knowing uh, where to enter and also um, the time because you never want to go when it's raining especially during that's the worst the worst thing you can do or sometime after a storm right because uh, even though it's raining outside it also clears out so based on based on all of that that's what that's what i decide to bring so usually i bring like rope obviously uh as a, sometimes you have because it's not just flat they go up and down and on um, 45s right so you having that and tying it down to an acre point usually helps me out good uh, I I remember I was uh I was going on a hike with Peter once, and this guy just brings out a full ass rope, and he starts like it's a big ass ravine, and he just goes down with like he attaches the rope to a fucking log or something, and he just goes down the ravine. I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's that's what it's there for. I got I always come prepared, always come prepared, but. I also I also like to bring um, oxygen sensors. Like a lot of people don't don't have this, but uh, it's good for like CO two and that. Because if you're in storm and a lot of the gas is under there, if you breathe that in, you're gonna die, and that's the danger of sewer. That's why I don't I personally don't like going in in sewers as much because there's a lot there's a lot more risk. But that's not to say that there could be harmful stuff in a storm or through creek water. But I I like I like going through. A lot of places like creek water drains i i have um a lot of locations like that and they're to me the most fun because um all they're doing is passing water from where the creek should have been before to when it was built right so you don't have a lot of ups and downs and because the, the the fall of the water has to remain constant through or else the, you're going to get backed up and there's going to be a problem. So those are usually more an easier way to uh, to traverse. So you don't need to bring a lot of stuff for that. And a good pair of boots will suit you well too. You will uh, waterproof boots are great because you'll you'll be in the water a lot, and a flash a good flashlight and some good batteries and backup batteries. That's always always a must when you're going to these places. Have you ever had any like near death experiences? Like what kind of like. Uh... How, how, what, what kind of like dangerous stories do you have? So I was once in a drain by myself, which I don't recommend, but after doing the research and no one being available for a couple of weeks, I said, screw it. I'm going to go do this myself, take matters into my own hands, see what I can get. And, um, the drain in the inside is fair, fairly like well cut, like the concrete's still good. And it seems like it hadn't seen the elements in some time, but the, the actual, um, like I got to a place that it was three stories 
it's a three-story chamber so uh i was at the bottom and you have the ladder uh you have ladder systems and drains which help you traverse the levels if it's a giant drain you'll have like ladders coming out of all places that are either uh going to manholes or catch basins or depending on depending on what it is or you could have a uh, one like central room and that's what that's what this was this was the central like central place for all the infalls to then meet one outfall so i climbed up a ladder that i thought was good but um it had one of the bearings like uh off of it and then when i got to the top i stepped off and part more of the ladder broke and so now i'm on the second story and i can either go up or i can go down the crappy ladder that's like <laughs> that's right beside me but um the next ladder was thankfully good but you're in the worst of both situations there yeah the the next ladder was good so i took i took that up and i couldn't go back which is which is one of my fears because i um like even with knowing these drains you don't like say i got up to the top and there is um a lip and i can't climb up that lip say it's like seven feet or eight feet tall right then what do you do right that's that's the danger that's to it because you, there's a lot of times you'll be in places that you have unforeseen errors that you no matter how hard you plan you won't be able to get around it right so it's 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 different it's it's different when you when something like that happens to you you really take a step back for a second you're like holy shit sorry <laughs> but, <laughs> but, okay we're not i'm uh our show isn't very uh isn't pg friendly so okay okay but yeah whatever the fuck you want yeah that's that's what went through my head like i'm i'm very i'm not very like when something like that happens to me i I don't really overreact and i try to keep myself really calm so i'll just be like oh shit (laughs) like yeah that could have went wrong but thankfully it didn't but i feel like you have a lot of near misses but it's not i don't know how to describe it really it's not um like it's like a near miss but the chances of something bad happened to you were like 10%, right? Where I just happened to be at that. It's, it's very, it's hard to explain, but I, I experienced it a lot. And uh, like being in that drain when that happened and the ladder breaking off and I could have fell, but I, posi- I positioned my weight and try to distribute it. But it, you, you can't, they can't always get that lucky. And that's something you always have to remember. So being being cautious is good. I I try to avoid like going alone. And if and if anything did happen, we wouldn't be recording the podcast right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you know anyone that uh, do you know anyone that died doing uh, this stuff? Not personally, no. But um, a lot of it's from like places that they don't they don't know what to expect, right? They go into a place blind, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's that is why I always always do my research beforehand, because there's you could be you could also be in a place where you have water right, and you're you're walking you're walking you're walking and there might be a grate or something and that breaks and you can have planned for that right you gotta you gotta always watch with every step at least when you're in like or you're in sewer drains the most because that's what that's what I do that's I like draining yeah and you told me. Uh that if like you if you feel like wind coming at you then you have to like run the fuck out of there because that's when like uh 
the big water flow was happening. You know? Yes. And that's why I usually enter from the outfall because if you have to get out of there, you're running towards, the, you're not running like, if you're exploring towards the water, you're running away from that. But if something happens while you're exploring at the top of an infall, it's it's hard. But the place that we went to, um, in that creek with the uh, the three infalls, you remember that? Where there yeah, was yeah, one that was over uh, that. That was that was a little bit different because we were the water was going around us, and we were in like a spot that was that was safe, right? And we saw the creek before, and it was it was just normal normal day. But when you get in there, because all that water's funneling there, that's when it started to pick up, and that's where it started to, to really like go right. And if you get took by that, it's 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 hard. But um, like knowing knowing where to enter is a big thing too, right? So, uh, yeah. But sorry, <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. Uh, what about uh? Tell the uh, tell the audience that uh, like when you when we were at that ravine. You said like that really scary ghost story, and like it, like basically this guy he encountered like a cult in our inner ravine one day, like this. Yeah. Okay. So I, mean, I don't want to steer thunder on this story, but I don't I don't know if it's like necessarily urban exploring, but I also explore a lot of forests and like um I like to I like to look for either drains or uh like utility like tunnels or whatever. Not necessarily out in the forest; they wouldn't usually be there, but just just locations right and i find myself at a lot of to see interest interesting things uh so i was with one of my friends in a in one of the forests it was uh we were uh, like trying to trek up to this bridge that was along there but we couldn't actually get to the we couldn't actually get to the bridge so um we decided to go back and we uh we found this other cool place so we went down the hill and you could smell in the air like inc- incense, like incense sticks being burnt. And uh, I've I came to that I've come to that place like a few times, and I never I've never smelled that smell before. But it's like when you're in your own house, and a lot of people like to do that, um, like that ritual of like burning sage or like stuff like that. And the those like those incense, it was just like that smell, but it was like a fury. Like this has been going on for like an hour, right? So you we get we go we go down we see we just come over the little clearing because it's a there's like a lot of ups and downs and i see someone standing on the like the edge of the river and they're burning this thick incense stick and i was like oh my gosh and we're we're like out in the middle of like nowhere and we haven't we haven't seen anyone all day like you just see people on the main trails or something we haven't seen anyone right because it was um it was when COVID was going on right and everyone's like everyone's like at home and i was like oh i'll just go on a walk and this is where and unfortunately that's where it led me so we these people were like uh or this person i should say was like there but wasn't there it was like they were in their own own world so i me and my friend we just we go down and at this point we're like a couple meters away from them but they haven't even acknowledged our like existence yet that we we even like showed up here and we're like talking right so they can they obviously know we're there but they're heavily trying to avoid us and we go around um just to go we were trying to i think find some logs we want to start like a fire um and we come back and they're gone but the the way you can like 
as soon as you there's the top of the clearing at the hill where we came down as soon as you come down further you can see everything but they it's just like they were gone and we were we like just went around and came back like within five minutes and they were just gone like everything gone it was just a scent of the incense that was like still left there right and we thought nothing of it so we're there a couple hours and we go we start going up and i i still smell the incense but now in like a different place like where they where they were and i was like if they we've been here for hours like the the incense at the bottom like we couldn't smell it anymore and we go up to the top and it's like that should be like gone right because they're there but um i look i look over like and it's a uh, i'm in the middle of this hill that's surrounded by two ravines and it's just like a through pass and on the other side of the ravine that person's watching us from the from the other side with an incense and you can see the smoke and we go down around the tree just to where they were and they they were gone and they had no way of getting out no no possible way and that creeps me out and i looked into it i've looked into it now my friend has looked into it and the place that we went to uh is haunted the the places that they built and before in the city that i live in there's there were people that lived in the valley and like lived in uh lived lived there before and there's abandoned houses in there which uh uh which they lived in as well and there are really haunting stories of people going missing and stuff like that it's weird i never encountered something like that before i don't like when i go out to these places like it's in the woods like like you, you you can they're close to houses but it's like this thick woods and like sometimes you'll you'll get into one that's deep and it's like an hour away so you're like you're not planning on seeing anyone and seeing someone there is like it's really weird and they weren't they were dressed like in a robe like a, a black robe like some serious like look like cult cult stuff going on but they were they were alone too so i don't know what it was i i haven't seen them and now the place that you could go to is all eroded and all the trees are burnt no leaves and uprooted now and over into the lake or to the river the hell yeah it's like it's some freaky are, freaky are these are these other ghost stories like like the haunting stories like are they all the incense people or is it like do you know I, anything about i don't about know if they're related but uh, like <laughs> it fits if i don't know why they were watching me and my friends for two hours you know like off the side of that berm i don't know if we went there and like we took their place but then they were like looking like where they were standing on top of the hill it's kind of like in that game um oh what's that game called where you're the in firewatch if you ever play Firewatch. oh yeah 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 you know the... you're coming up the mountain and the dude's watching you yeah yeah that's exactly what it was like it was the most it was so freaky to me that i i like encountered it. i i i didn't know how like i was like do we turn back do we do this but i had someone there with me but what was interesting is after all the trees fell me and my friends went back there at nighttime and i know we heard stuff <laughs> i know i know i know we heard stuff in those in those woods it was just like oh the one there was like the the bird and we heard like i heard branches breaking 
and I know branches move and I get that and I know that the woods play mine on you but it, it it's like that feeling of someone's there like looking at you mm-hmm. that that's the feeling I get sometimes when I go there I don't go there at night anymore by myself. I'll never go there again by myself at night. Yeah, you told me this story. You brought me out to the same place. And you told me this as like night. It was pitch black outside. And we only had one phone <laughs> light on. Yeah. I was freaking the fuck out. Like I was I was trying to get out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's well. <laughs> it happens. Like I don't believe in ghosts, but like like I believe in cults. <laughs> I believe in real people doing disturbing shit. That's what I believe in. Yeah, is to people have too much free time on their hands, man, to go do this stuff. But that there, it's it's weird because sometimes you'll be walking in the in the woods and you'll be in the middle of the woods and there's a car, like a like a broken car, like a it's totally like dismantled, like from the nineties, right? Yeah, and you're like, how did it get here? Well, there were people that lived here before. Right. Yeah. So it's probably been like, it probably just got, it probably was like a, like a parking lot or something before. And then it got overgrown over time, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a mystery to this that I will get to the bottom to one day. I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. Maybe if you meet any of these ghost people, you can bring them on to, uh, to yeah, this can, podcast. We can interview them. They yeah. Get out of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's like, it's chilling. Like, I don't know, like, if you're out there on your own, I don't know how the heck you're doing that. Because um, I did, I did though, there was another, there was another place that was like the trees at the first place that I did where I saw the person. Me and my friend were in the woods uh, late, late, no, late into the evening. So around like six o'clock, the sun was just setting. And we stumbled onto this like one circular place, like, surrounded by trees and all the trees were burnt and had no leaves like burnt crisp like not crisp but like dark right and you're like someone burnt these trees and there's like trees falling over and there it's you can see the path of people walking and it was like it's a circle and for the life of me i can't find where this place is anymore i have an idea but i i don't know and all the like there's like tires and stuff around there and like just kind of like general junk because it's kind of by the river. But they have a lot of paths there and they all are dead ends. All are dead ends except for one that goes straight through. And I don't know, I, like you get to the, the end there and there's like a mountain or like a side of a ravine. Like you can't, like there's nothing to do there. So why are people going like, like why is there a path here? Like if it's traveled so much, there's nothing there. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe there's like a secret, like, like a secret block on the mountain that opens up oh, like yeah. a path the, right behind the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. But, that's where Toronto Batman comes out at night. <laughs> yeah. That's where, he, that's where he's hiding. But I don't, I don't know. I, there's, there's, there's something going on and everyone's just kind of letting it all go by. But I don't think it's anything seriously like, like people dying or whatever but i think that there's people in those woods that like traverse there and like live there that is freaky man it's it's freaky like man if you're there at night man and what's even worse about that is coyotes live there wolves right oh oh, yeah i can imagine so much wildlife and um, the the eeriest thing so like when i was there that night it was like full moon right (laughs) so when i did that bonfire and you just hear um it's not like hawks, but like, ah, you know, the birds. 
Yeah. And and that just like it's like I was in a video game. Like it's like <laughs> I was like Blair Witch Trials. Oh man. And that's series. So I don't know if it counts as urban exploring per se, because it's like it's like just exploring. But um we were trying to find like uh like the yeah, bridge think, and everything like that. But I think all of this kind of encompasses like what kind of what exploration more so yeah exploration exploration of the city exploration of like just places that other people don't go i think i'm an explorer more than an urban explorer Mm -hmm. but i do urban exploration if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah are there any like specific places that you want to go uh explore like i know i know i know you mentioned the catacombs in uh in france but like any like, are, are there any, like, really, really cool spots that you want to go before you die? Like, I want to go explore Europe, and I want to go see what's there. A lot of, um, I don't, places I don't think I'll ever get to go, but in Russia, because a lot of the, there's a lot of urban explorers there, and there's a lot of places, like, after the Soviet Union fell, like, they're all abandoned, right? Like, processing facilities, plants, and Chernobyl. digging up a lot of this online, like, it's insane and you look at these like i wish i could be there i wish i could be exploring that because i i think that would be like one of the coolest places like something like you're in the middle of nowhere and there's just a processing factory for like Mm -hmm. cars or like tiles or something like that and you're just you just get to go and everything in that building is like stuck in time because it like didn't progress anymore right it just closed down and was just left there and they didn't nothing about it so that interests me I think I think going to like Russia or something like that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be uh that would definitely be like like I would I would want to see pictures and stuff of that. Like I know like well I don't know if Russia and Canada have like a uh like you know how some countries they uh let prisoners or whatever get tried in their own country. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if Russia and in the US have that. So if if they don't maybe like send me pictures if you end, ever end up going or uh actually you can just send me pictures and, yeah. you know, <laughs> we don't have to tell uh we don't have to tell anyone you know <laughs> yeah yeah you know i'll let you know what's going on of course oh, it's like 40 minutes yeah it's like 40 this is about the this is about the same length as my uh my very first episode of thesis so um, we can probably edit uh cut it down now i could probably cut it down to like 35 minutes and it would be like just the perfect perfect stretch of like mm-hmm. um actually interesting information instead of us just rambling and to get like the hour mark you know yeah you know what um, i will say though when if you keep doing this podcast i will come back and I will I will share some interesting and more interesting things, but like later on, like you know, what oh, I mean? yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely down for you to be on this again. Uh, like I said, you're like you're one of the reasons why I I wanted to start this podcast because like it, like like it's just shit that you do, like I know it's insane. I I, 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 <laughs> I I can never even think that people even do even do this kind of stuff, like going into water drains and stuff. Like that was completely foreign to me before you started doing it. Yeah, uh, before you told me about it. And uh, the community, like, it's it's hard because like uh, people don't want to like do that stuff anymore. They're like, they they don't want to go out and explore drains. Like like who wants to do that? But I like it. I think that it's just I'm I'm fascinated with getting like 
seeing places that people don't know that's like i that's the one thing i love i love having a place i can go on my own like i said but it's 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 incredible and once you go to these locations and you see how it works you look at the city totally different than how you did before because now you know all these inner workings and you know like you know all these places but mm-hmm. it's it's it is it is incredible i think what i do isn't it's extremely cool because I, I i never met anyone who did it before me right i had to go and research it and now uh, now doing it i'm thankful i did it's definitely one of the coolest like even like hobbies like you can turn this into a business even like um i can see how like th- this eventually turns into like like a book or like like w- what that guy wrote ninjalicious or like just something else or even if you just want to keep doing it for fun like it's yeah. just it's a very very cool thing to do and i will definitely have you on another episode of the podcast mm-hmm. um but for now this was the first episode of living in ignorance. Uh, I'd like to thank Peter for being on and uh, take it easy folks. Uh, Thank you. And stay tuned next month for uh, the next show.